0: Hello, everybody. Hi there. Hey, good news. I found stickers. Specifically the Hi, I Think You're Nice stickers. I was cleaning up my office and I found a a little pile of them. So hey, if you wanted a sticker and you didn't get one yet, get in touch with me. Let me know. I love these stickers. They make me so happy. And when I see someone being nice or kind or helpful, I... We'll give them a sticker that says, hi, I think you're nice, and thank you for being nice and kind and helpful. So maybe even if you don't want a sticker for yourself, maybe you know somebody who would like to have a sticker that says, hi, I think you're nice, because I think we need to be told that we're nice and kind and good more often than we are. So I think you're nice and kind and good, and thank you for listening. And if you're like, Sarah, hey, hey, hold on a minute. How do I get that sticker? Great question. You can email me at sarah at i com. You can just go to my website, which is uh, I think you're and there you can find my contact information directly. You can just directly click there or you can find me on Facebook. I think you're nice Twitter. I think you're nice Instagram. I think you're nice. I'm also always putting up new content or trying to put up new content as often as I can. Um, usually more on Facebook and occasionally on Instagram and rarely on Twitter. If I'm being honest, you can find me in those places. Go for it. Knock yourselves out, please. And thank you. Also, Genuinely, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for telling your friends about uh, this little show. Uh, I do have a, a growing listenership. It is modest and adorable and I love it and I really hope it flourishes. So if you guys have any time or if you can spare a moment or if you have it in your heart to just give me a thumbs up, a five stars, a rate, a review, a recommendation, a subscription, even downloading the episodes really helps me out. And I know that my friends are already doing that. Thank you so much. If you could spread the word of niceness, uh, that would be amazing. Which brings me to today's shout outs. First, I want to shout out to my friend Ben Stanfield. When I first asked him, I'm like, hey, Ben, do you mind if I mention you in the shout outs? Uh, I had referred to him as Angel Butt. and He's like, yeah, only if you refer to me as Angel Butt. So now I have twice so thank you Ben Stanfield for your help he works for Facebook and he's been assisting me with understanding how to uh, utilize Facebook stuff more more better yep clearly I don't need any help at all also a huge shout out to my friend Elizabeth Woods uh, I work I've worked with her as a, as an actor and a singer which she is a beautiful singer and a lovely person and she and her husband work uh, they have their own marketing firm called Woods Design and Marketing, which is woodsdm.com if you're interested in her services like I was. And she was very kind and generous and gave me some tips and some ideas and it really has helped and you know, I'm infinitely grateful. So huge shout out to to Elizabeth Woods and her company, Woods Design and Marketing. Yes. Okay. So we did stickers. We did contacts. I once again asked for rate, review, subscribes. And I did my shout outs. And now I think the only thing that's left, you guys, is sandwiches. Yeah. So. We're going to eat some sandwiches. We're going to talk about sandwiches. It's sandwich time, everybody. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I think you're nice. Why, hi, I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat. So let's chat. So let's chat. I think you're nice. So let's chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice. My name is Sarah Hanchar, and this is a podcast where I talk to a nice person about nice things. And today we're talking about sandwiches with Dave Johnson. Yay! Yay! Welcome, Dave. (laughs) He has a list. I have a list. He, Dave, future guests, um, Dave brought me a sandwich. So I'm just saying...
1: Setting the bar kind of high. Yeah, yeah. That was my plan.
0: Yes. So we have a repeat... You're going to be a repeat guest every time a sandwich. Yay. Well, so you love sandwiches. I do. Yay.
1: Sandwiches are very important in my life.
0: (laughs) Have they always been important in your life?
1: Yes. Really? Um, I think I... So when I was a kid, my mom, uh, she did a lot of things for me, like... Folded my clothes until I literally moved out of the house when I was 21. Oh, my! Um, yeah, mama. and like laundry and all. So, <laughs> which hurt when I moved out and had to mm-hmm. figure out how to do laundry. It's and my roommates how long are like, "All
0: that stuff takes, huh?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Being being told like, "Are you serious? You don't know how to?" Do? I'm like, "I didn't." My mom, I don't know what. I'm sorry. But uh, one thing she did was when for all the way from like first grade, I think it was, she was like, "You will pack your own lunch." Oh. And so I had to figure out how to do that. Uh, That led to a lot of days of can I just grab a handful of crackers and some cheese and put them in a bag and call it good? Um, So, yeah, that that, which by the time I get to eating that was like, "Mm, this is I don't I'm throwing this away and I'm going out to recess and forget
0: it. Wait, so you're a child (laughs) Uh packing your own lunches? Uh, Yep. First grade. Oh, my God. (laughs) I figured you meant by, like, middle school or high school. Oh, no. Nope. That's enough.
1: Elementary school, like, right away. She's like, as soon as you can pick up a knife, you can (laughs) make your own sandwich. So, yeah, had to to learn how to do that.
0: (laughs) You can handle a blade. You can handle your lunch, son. These are the tough breaks. All right. So,
1: yeah, I learned how to do that. So that was... uh, I've, I wish I could remember what kind of sandwiches I made
0: mm-hmm. back
1: then, because I know that's like the most straightforward, like, you know, kids not going to be like, I'm going to prepare some risotto for tomorrow or, Yeah, you know, that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I'll get the crock pot on and I'll do a really <laughs> nice pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Get some vegetables
1: in there for flavor, maybe some, peck some fresh rosemary and drop
0: it <laughs> oh in. Oh my God. Delicious. delicious. Uh, I know. I'm
1: Now I'm thinking about what to make for dinner tomorrow. Ooh. But, uh, so yeah, I would, uh make sandwiches when I was a kid because it's the most straightforward like bread and I'm guessing probably peanut butter and jelly sure. or my mom would buy that Carl Budig lunch meat in mm. the little tubs that was like just this really thinly sliced like you know fairly inexpensive not like super cheap but like fairly cheap meat is and it
0: this might be a regional thing because I don't know that oh, name really? what was that name
1: uh Carl Budig I don't know, that's that's just the brand name of what it is, but yeah, it must. It could be a... Sort of like related
0: thing. to Oscar Meyer, maybe, or... mate,
1: like a deep, like distant like a cousin. Distant cousin <laughs> from, to Hilsher yeah, I know, Farms. I don't know, Buttig kind of sounds like it could be European, maybe?
0: It definitely sounds fancy. Yeah,
1: very fancy. That's yes, well, Carl
0: Buttig, no. yes, of the of the Oslo Buttig's, I believe the Oslo so. Oslo
1: Buttig's, yes, very fancy family. <laughs> like, turkey. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, I started making sandwiches then and I, with exceptions, of course, like sometimes you go out to lunch and sometimes you bring leftovers, but, uh, to this day I pack a turkey sandwich for lunch every single day, all the way through, like through high school, years after high school, taking it to work. When I had a job that worked through like even a dinner time thing, I was Uh like, nope, just making a turkey sandwich. And (laughs) so, yeah, I have... I've perfected it to my taste buds over the years so, to what I like.
0: What is the perfect turkey sandwich for you? Uh,
1: the perfect turkey sandwich for me is uh, two slices of round sourdough. Okay. Um, my current round sourdough I get is uh, Seattle sourdough. Uh, you can find it at any grocery store in this area anyway. Of um, a round sourdough loaf, and then it's mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. French is mustard, okay. You know, standard yellow yeah, mustard, yeah. And then, uh, my current turkey of choice is oven roasted turkey from, uh, Costco. So Kirkland Signature. Okay. Um, it's thick, but it's not like ridiculous thick. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go too thin with turkey slices because um, then it has yeah it just peels all over the place and if it's too big it just feels like a slab of ham and <laughs> yeah. I don't really want that mm-hmm. so uh, having yeah. the
0: layers is important yeah
1: exactly and you need to space it out on the piece of bread properly so I start with like one side where the curve of the turkey like goes <laughs> along with the curve of the round sourdough uh-huh. um, so each one will usually take two to three slices of turkey depending on what part of the round loaf you're using sure because if you start at the end of the round loaf you got these little pieces, Mm -hmm. but you get towards the middle, and then you've got these giant monster pieces. Um, So those usually take three slices. Whoa. Yeah. And then uh, the finishing touch, of course, is uh, Tillamook cheddar. Has to be Tillamook. Don't touch any other cheddar.
0: That is one of the greatest parts about moving to the Pacific Northwest has been (laughs) Tillamook. Yeah. (laughs) It's the cheese, the milk, the sour cream, the cottage cheese, the yogurt, the I mean everybody come to Seattle for a bunch of reasons, but also for <laughs> Tillamook, which actually I think is Portland technically, right? Yeah, they're over Oregon.
1: towards the coast in, in Portland. Well yeah, west of Portland by the coast. But if you've ever have a chance to be in have you been on the tour? No. Have you been to the factory? No. It is it is a sight to see.
0: I I yeah. I'll I'll leave in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> As you should, because they might
1: run out of cheese. From my sandwiches. (laughs) Uh, They they have, like, just a bunch of cool uh, things in the, like, you know, gift shop area, obviously, but Mm -hmm. they have, like, a little Volkswagen bus, like, a super tiny version of a Volkswagen bus that is painted like a Tillamook loaf of cheese, Mm -hmm. and, like, you sit inside it and get your picture taken. (laughs) Um, You go through the tour, which isn't, like, a guided tour, but there's just, like, things to read about the history Mm -hmm. of Tillamook, and you... Uh, go through and you get to look through the window onto the floor where they're packaging up all the cheese Uh and the coolest one is there's one uh, how does it go It's, it's you look down through the window and there's a you see the bricks of cheese coming out of whatever processing thing it is that you can't see the process. You see them shoot out of like a little slide, kind of like luggage when you get off of a plane. (laughs) Like it comes out of a window onto a conveyor belt Uh that it comes down. And these bricks of cheese are like two feet long and then one inch square in how tall and how wide they are. Like they're huge monster bricks of cheddar that come shooting out and sliding down. And yeah, it's. I could stand there and watch that for hours.
0: Can you just get one of those bricks? I
1: don't think they sell them. That oh, way. That's a shame. I know. I, I, it would. That would be great.
0: Because that'd be great for as a wedding gift, hostess party, yeah, or a, a gift a
1: bench, a bench, like whatever you need. <laughs> you know, just freeze it and...
0: for the whole. Family, we're uh, we're good friends with the Esh family. Uh, their Amish family in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and they make their own cheese and they're aged in a cave. So mm-hmm. dairy farming is really expensive in general, but especially uh, doing it the the beautiful fancy way that John Esh. Huh, I'm trying to think if Esh, if John. Hey, Dad, if you ever listen to this <laughs> and you're giving John a ride. Have n't put this on if you want to. Anyway, on podcasts we were like, oh, the Amish never listen. Actually, the Amish catch quite a bit of radio because they still get around by cars. They're not driving them, but they have uh, chauffeurs and not chauffeurs, oh. but they have hired rider drivers for them. Oh, really? There's almost a whole community of drivers that only work for Amish families, taking them hither and thither like
1: an exclusive Amish Uber.
0: Yeah. Kind of an exclusive Amish Uber. And a lot of Amish families also have cell phones because that's how you uh, live with the English, the, you know, non-Amish are called English. And so in order to do business and keep, make sure that your family has, you know, money for food and things. uh, Yeah. So they, they do actually have a lot of modern things. Now I'm talking about the Amish a lot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll save that for another episode. If maybe I can get Sadie Mae, my friend Sadie May, on the show. Ooh, She's nice. great. Um, Any though, what was I saying? Oh, oh yeah. Cheese Cave. Yes. John Esch. And he has these gorgeous wheels of cheese, not to the scale that you're just speaking of, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but imagine, I don't know, I'm looking at a dog bed. Like a, uh, if you've got a medium, if you've got a 12-pound dog. The kind of bed that that dog would be in is about the size of the wheel of cheese. Mm. And we got one for my family in Ohio. They ate it for an entire year. You just put it in the freezer, <laughs> knock off a hunk, and just put it back. And it continues to age and cure. And, and you know, just chop off the green bits. But that part, that's part <laughs> of what gives it the tang. Anyway, so cheese. We can come back to cheese always. Yeah. So your perfect turkey yeah. sandwich. Do you still make them every day for lunch? Yeah. You still do, I still do they still make you happy, yeah, I'm so I'm, glad
1: i'm a I'm a painfully routine person, as I'm sure my wife would attest to <laughs> i I get in my routines and i' you know I can find new routines, mm-hmm. but once I find them like, oh, I like this, I'm gonna continue to do this every single day and uh it was like that when she started making pizza bagels for me, and
0: like pizza I, bagels I, in yeah, the morning this
1: could be well <laughs> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> When pizza's pizza on a, a bagel, bagel, you, you can eat pizza, pizza anytime. anytime. Yeah, that's. Well, I think we we were eating like the you know the regular pizza, the little tiny pizza mm-hmm. bagels you get in the sheet from Toastido. Yeah, I know. Uh, and she, <laughs> you're like I'm, I'm I'm aware. Trust me. A girl, please. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted to like recreate it, and was like, "Oh, I could make this." And so we get like Costco bagels, mm-hmm. and she makes uh, got a pizza sauce recipe that's amazing, and uh, makes that, and then it's I chop up little pieces of pepperoni and put it on there, and mozzarella on top, and roast it. It's four twenty five for twelve minutes, and yeah, they're they're delicious. And so then, whenever she's not home and I have to make food for myself, it's pizza bagels. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh God, when I'm, uh, when I'm, I wasn't here yet. Patrick had moved here. I was still in Florida and I was like, please feed yourself, (laughs) please. And not just ramen and peanut butter sandwiches. Please get something with a nutrient, uh, with a protein, perhaps something, please. (laughs) So maybe I'll, we can talk to him about the pizza bagel thing. I mean, that's, that's not much better health wise, but it's, that sounds really good. Well, pepperoni's probably a
1: protein. It I is. Yeah, yeah, it's got, no, it's it's got protein got
0: and a lot of sodium and fat, but we don't have to talk <laughs> yeah, about that that's, part. That's, that's no,
1: not the part we're worried no, about. No, <laughs> we're not worried
0: about any of that in Sandwich Town and Pizza Bagel World. No. That, that
1: reminds me of going to uh, my wife and I went to Costco one time, and there was someone uh, doing like a Nutra Blender thing. Um, oh, like the, the ninja? Yeah, the yeah.
0: world's what Whatever. Not Nutriboom. That's from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> um, the magic uh, bullet or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. is that a sex thing? No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, That's something else. No, okay? it, it could be, it could but not be. for our
1: not for our purposes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, a blending. implement. Yeah,
1: like it was a blender basically. But um, he was showing us how to. He was showing people how to make. Um, make some kind of smoothie and they're like look at this you can make a healthy smoothie and he grabs a small handful of spinach and drops it in mm-hmm. and like continues to make it and, and pours little samples for everyone and these like ladies in the front drank it and we're like oh my gosh this is amazing i can't even taste the spinach i gotta my grandkids and they'll
0: mm-hmm. all these
1: vegetables and whatever and my wife and i were laughing because it's like you watch them make it and it was like Seven leaves of spinach and a half cup of whipping cream. And like, it was <laughs> no just, yeah, way. it was, it was a heavy cream based <laughs> smoothie that was like, oh, it's milk and ice cream and whatever. And then three leaves of, yeah, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, it has a green tint to it. And then tell people it's healthy.
0: You're having spinach. You're and, having, well, yeah. What I've learned working in the chocolate shop, um, because our chocolatier likes to experiment a lot, we do uh, after hours on Thursdays where he'll come up with something amazing, and it's always delicious. I'm like, what is this? And it's always cream that's been with butter and then sugar <laughs> and then... <laughs> But it always tastes amazing. I wonder why. I wonder why. So if you're wondering why maybe your cooking isn't delicious, I recommend adding fat and sugar to it, and then it will get better. Not for you, but in your mouth, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Awesome. Plus,
1: I tend to go heavy on the mayonnaise on my sandwiches. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: Mayonnaise or Miracle Whip?
1: Uh, So... I, that's another thing I grew up on mm-hmm. was Miracle Whip. Mm-hmm. Like, my I think it was because of my dad, maybe. Um, he was into Miracle Whip. And so, you're a kid, you eat whatever. And so, I was it was Miracle Whip forever. And I don't remember who it was that introduced me to mayonnaise. And as soon as I went to it, I was like, oh, why would I ever eat miracle whip this is weird and disgusting and <laughs> <clears throat> the only time i'll ever eat miracle whip now is if you're uh if you have fish sticks and you're out of tartar sauce it makes an interesting substitute because it's sort of tart oh. and yeah it's not bad to dip to dip fish sticks in i don't remember the last time i had a fish stick huh. or i call it a fish stick when i fish and chips but yeah the actual sticks you the would have to yeah sticks. i don't think i've ever bought those
0: huh uh, when my mom was in town, we just had a holiday party, mm-hmm. and she bought she bought um, Miracle Whip. I'm like, oh no, no, mom, I have mayo at home. She's like, but we need we need Miracle Whip. This is what they had because it was a vintage theme, a 1960s esque theme. She's like, no, we have to have Miracle Whip, and that's what she grew up on, and so that was very important <laughs> to her to have. And now I have Miracle Whip, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it because I I probably want. If anybody wants Miracle Whip, let me know. I have a half a jar for <laughs> It'll you. It'll just
1: be one of those cool science experiments in the back of your fridge. Yeah. That you just kind of see what happens after mm-hmm. a long time.
0: Not too much, right? I mean well, a lot of preservatives in there? I don't know. What's that... in Miracle Whip that make it so different than mayonnaise? Eggs, dairy?
1: I don't Whatever gives it that tangy taste. I don't know if I want to look at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my friend and I just recently read the ingredients of Velveeta. Not the bad news you'd think it would be. Oh really? It's all artif it's not artif it is artificial, but it's powdered versions of things. Hmm. So come the apocalypse or power outage or whatever, Velveeta's really not a horrendous option. No. So that's a ring endorsement. That is good to know. <laughs> not a horrendous <laughs> option. It's not a horrendous <laughs> option.
1: They should put that on the packaging. <laughs> Velveeta. Not a horrendous option.
0: Bing. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. I would do that. So you have your turkey sandwiches. That I do. And you've always been a sandwich guy. Now, in general, what are you looking for in a sandwich? Its components.
1: So it it really depends on the type of sandwich. Oh, Um, So... For the turkey sandwich is uh, the way I've designed it so that I have it every day Mm -hmm. is that it's convenient. Um, If I had time when I like if when I worked from home for a while, um, I could have ingredients in the house to make my sandwich better. Um, One of my favorite ingredients on a sandwich is a tomato. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I think a tomato makes a sandwich. Uh, Really? Yes. Uh, Adding a tomato to a sandwich gives it. Um, a fresh taste. It's also really important for uh, if you've ever if you're into grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. If you put a tomato on a grilled cheese sandwich before you grill it, it gives it that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I besides fresh taste, I can't really describe what else it would be. But uh, a tomato on a grilled cheese sandwich. I like uh, tuna melts that I make at home.
0: Well, love yeah. a good tuna melt.
1: Tuna melt with uh, albacore. And mm-hmm. again the, you know, cheddar from Tillamook and a couple tomato slices. Um, throw it on the old panini maker.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Of course you have a panini maker. I don't know why I acted surprised. Well you the first thing you're like, I want to talk about sandwiches. <laughs> why wouldn't you have your professional gray? I actually panini didn't get maker? it
1: until recently. My oh, really? yeah, my uh my parents got it for us because they got hooked on paninis. And we went over to their house. I was like, oh, yeah, this is delicious. And they're like, hmm. So they showed up to our house and uh, just brought us one. I was like, oh, all right. We had a George Foreman, which works okay. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Um, but the panini one looks nicer.
0: I think it would probably heat more evenly. Yeah, it's right? a little bit
1: bigger, too. Mm-hmm. So
0: Maybe have more weight or does it have Oh, more yeah, on the top because to
1: the George Foreman is not supposed to like squish things. Yeah. And yeah, the, the lid on a panini maker is supposed to be a little bit heavy to, to yeah. press down and is designed better for that. So, true.
0: I'm seeing the benefit of heartily made things, um, you know, like cast iron and stuff. They heat better, they keep the, the, the warmth better, and it plies more evenly. It's just such a pain because they're <laughs> so heavy. Why are my dishes 500 pounds? Yeah. And you worry about things collapsing. Yeah, I like to use but... stuff
1: that can be easily dishwashed. Hand wash mm-hmm. only is not something that flies in our house.
0: Uh, although the relationship with me and my cast iron skillet is. Mm. Why? If anyone out there can help me with my cast iron skillet, I reseason it every year. I don't know what I do to it. <laughs> But apparently I don't do something right and I have to re-season it, which is quite the ordeal, but is cathartic in a way because you're taking a Brillo pad. You can't take a Brillo pad to anything these days. Oh, what, I, was steel about wool?
1: To, I was about to ask, how do you season a cast iron pan?
0: Um, you get it down. So assuming it has old schmutz on it or rust. Um, so you scour it with a wire brush or wire steel wool and get it down to it's, it's naked. Nothing's on there. And then you spray it with oil or coat it with oil, wipe that oil out, put it in the oven at like 500 degrees for three hours. You're sort of forging (laughs) the pan again and you're you're seasoning it. And then in theory, it's nonstick. I call bull (laughs) or I'm probably doing something wrong. I have a feeling since the cast iron skillet is hundreds of years (laughs) old that I'm the one probably doing something wrong. But...
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I was just at uh, Cynthia Lair's house to make mole. <gasps>
0: mole, that, yeah. holy mole, that looks so fun. Yeah,
1: and it she has cast iron that we used for stuff. And I mean, we threw uh, like seeds and uh, it was like the spices that were mm-hmm. in there and everything was like dry ingredients and just stuck that stuff around. Nothing stuck to the pan. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, I was amazed. Like even my nonstick stuff doesn't do that well.
0: Yeah, cast iron is the biz. Oh, Seattle, your bread. Can we talk about the bread situation <laughs> in sandwiches in general? Um I love I love all types of bread, and I don't mind a firm bread, but there are so many that hurt. They fight you. They hurt the roof of your mouth and they they it am I weak? <laughs> Am I nope. alone? <laughs> In I, I this walk bread? away from
1: eating a lot of toasted sandwiches, and I'm like, "Why does the top of my mouth hurt? And what is this? Ow! Why does it hurt so bad?" And yeah, I cut my mouth on sandwich. Not like literally cut, but you know, it it
0: it's filled with it, blades. It, oh no, <laughs> it's just a very crusty hard bread.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why anyone would pick that. That seems that seems ridiculous to me. Flaky. Mm-hmm. Now that's good. Flaky, or, I
0: or aerated the kind that's it's open. Um, yeah, that's fun and, and like a baguette is crusty as well and hard. At times. Yeah,
1: baguettes and like I sandwiches made out of baguettes can be okay sometimes, but then you get that on the top of the bread. There's that little like like shark fin thing that comes up. <laughs> that you, <laughs> That you bite into and that like that's the danger zone. And so usually I'll I'll grab the shark fin and peel it off to the side, and then the rest of it's okay.
0: Uh, when you're going out to eat, what are you looking for in a sandwich?
1: The first thing that I look for on any menu in literally any restaurant I go to uh-huh. is a prime rib dip.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, if they have a prime rib dip, I'm gonna try it. My love of prime rib dip started actually at a restaurant that I suggested you and Patrick go to when you were in Canada called The Keg.
0: Right. We yeah. went to The Keg. We did not get the sandwich, but we did yeah. go to The well, Keg. Well, it's
1: a, it's a fairly nice steakhouse, mm-hmm. and so I, there's lots of other stuff to get. But uh, here, they used to have ones here in, like, Bellevue and Renton and all that. Oh, really? And i And I had many friends, uh, one of my best friends who – uh, I was a bartender there for a long time. And so I would go down the hill to the keg to visit him and sit at the bar and have a beer. And he would give me his employee discount on the prime rib dip, which ended up working out to $3 and 25 cents oh. for like a $14 sandwich. Oh, <laughs> so I may have had a sandwich lot too. of those. Yeah. It was like, it was, that was the best prime rib dip probably cause it was my first, but it was, it was really good. Um, Things that make a good prime rib dip are, again, starting with the bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bread is hugely important. Um, it needs to not be soggy because it's a dip, so it's going to fall apart. You can have it be a little bit crunchy, but, again, that's where the my experience with the shark fin yeah. comes in. Like, if it's too crunchy, you still can't eat it no matter lo- how long you soak it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you soak it too long, the bread can stay – Together, But the ingredients will all fall out mm-hmm. like your your prime ribs going to fall out, your cheese will melt into the jus, mm-hmm. if you were. And uh, yeah, so that doesn't help. Um, the quality of the meat is important. That's where if I look at a restaurant, if I look at a menu in somewhere and it says French dip, it's probably not good enough. Oh, it needs to literally be a prime rib dip, unless French dip you look closer and it tells you what the meat is that they use for a it. A cut
0: of prime rib is used for the mum, Yeah,
1: then it might be okay. Or if it's like our house made, our house soaked, you know, tri tip or something, mm-hmm. then I'll give it a shot. But yeah, if it just says roast beef with au jus to dip it in, like don't just don't bother. Honestly, you can just with bread and a good prime rib. That's all you really need. Yeah. Like the other stuff is good. Don't get me wrong. The the keg went through a whole bunch of iterations that ultimately ruined the sandwich, which no. yeah, they started it really good. And then they...
0: Uh, Tried to make it sexy.
1: Yeah, they did. They, they started with the uh, cheese, which was great. It okay. was like a... It's either a Swiss or a provolone, probably a provolone. And that was good. And then they added... Uh, caramelized onions but they made the sandwich smaller and the quality of the meat went down so they were trying to cover it up with onions which is a pretty common thing that I worry about yeah even speaking like because we that's what I actually brought tonight for our Mm -hmm. pre-show thing was I found a a place in Burien the uh, Elliott Bay brewery that had a prime rib dip and we had those, and it had a lot of onions on it. It did
0: have a lot like, of onions. The
1: quality of the meat wasn't bad. It was a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. and uh, But yeah, there was a lot of onions on there, which usually I've seen that try to cover up the fact that you're like using some crappy roast beef and not something better.
0: It was pretty good, though. That was nice, tender, well-seasoned.
1: Yeah. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd give it, uh, it, that'd be a seven for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is that pretty good for you?
1: Seven's pretty high. There's, okay. there's been a lot of fours. And plenty of sixes. Okay. And sevens are fairly rare. Um, I don't think I've ever given anything over a, uh, did I give a nine? Uh, I think there's an, there's one nine out there. Do you
0: happen to remember where it was? Oh, yeah. Where? Oh, are we going to get there?
1: Oh, should, we can go there whenever yeah. you want to okay. go there. Okay, <laughs> who got the nine?
0: Who got the nine? The
1: Woodman Lodge. Uh-huh. It is in Snoqualmie, in downtown Snoqualmie. Okay. It's like a, a fancy sort of old lodgy steakhouse type place, mm-hmm. which means that your prime rib dip is not cheap. Nope. <laughs> it's like 19 bucks or okay. something for a sandwich. But it's because they do like really fresh, really amazing prime rib mm. over the weekend. And what you're getting in the sandwich is literally like last night's fresh prime rib <sighs> that they make for their sandwiches for lunch the next day. And like... They don't put cheese on it. They don't put any fancy whatever, like, and they have a really good bun that's, like, mm-hmm. just barely crunchy enough to, like, as soon as you put it in the au jus, it's going to melt in your mouth anyway. Yeah. And the quality of the meat, like, just sends that one over the top.
0: And what was that called again?
1: The Woodman Lodge.
0: The Woodman Lodge. Yeah. Wow.
1: My only 9 out of 10. <laughs> actually, there there would have been a 9 out of 10 from back in the day that I went to a place in uh, Chelan, um, over east of the mountains, there was a Chelan winery. I don't remember if that was the name of the uh-huh. winery, but I knew where it was. And we went back a couple years later and the winery was gone.
0: Oh, no. So, yeah, but
1: that one was amazing.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
1: Partly because of the 16 year old kid they had playing his keyboard, like in the <laughs> dining hall area, like for people. It was so adorable. Like, we were just watching him, like, this is so cool. Like, he was really good. And, yeah. like, just this young kid, like, you know oh i'm on my break for like high school spring mm-hmm. break or something like that and he's just sitting in like a uncomfortable nice clothes and playing the keyboard for everybody like it was really cute
0: and that kid is alex Engelberg. and
1: <laughs> he is thank you alex for the wonderful ambiance for my sandwich <laughs> alex and a sandwich like
0: you know, oh that's you all know. you need
1: that should be a restaurant alex and a sandwich it yes. just be alex playing and in- Primary tips
0: <laughs> but he has to be playing uh the xylophone or uh the automatone, the annoying sounding or what's the, crazy uh, the instrument.
1: harp the melodica the melodica
0: yes. god i love a good melodica <laughs> i like a bad melodica i like a melodica
1: melodica's and mustard
0: when I <laughs> when you said there was a kid with a keyboard playing, it made me think of you watch Bob's burgers. Oh yeah. It made me think of Gene oh. <laughs> and the keyboard and the fart noises. And I'm like, oh, at a winery? <laughs> <laughs> Where you had a really great prime dip. <laughs> uh, so you're a tough grader.
1: I am a tough grader. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to really blow me away to get a ten. And I I can't even imagine what a ten would taste like.
0: Well, that's the exciting journey.
1: (laughs) Find that. Find it. Find that dream sandwich.
0: I had a friend, Mary Alice, who always ordered a chicken Caesar salad everywhere she went and never really liked them. But I said, Mm. so why do you keep ordering them? She's like, because eventually I want to get one that I like. (laughs) But I'm not entirely sure she was ever going to like any, ever.
1: <laughs> if you can't at least have one or two that's like
0: a kind of okay. in the, the
1: upper echelon of like, this is pretty good. good, not great, but pretty good, then okay, keep trying.
0: <laughs> uh, so Mary Alice, let me know if you ever found that Caesar salad that made you happy. <laughs> I remember your journey and wondering why. Uh, when it comes to movies, I'm a really tough grader. I any nothing gets above a B for me. Sometimes mm. I'll give a B plus. I mean, there are some movies that are obvious A's, from mm. in my opinion. But yeah, after a movie, Patrick will ask, "Well, what what grade?" And it's yeah, tough grader. I mean, <laughs> if it's if it's a C or higher, that's a fine. That's adequate. It's yeah, a fine You'd, you'd recommend
1: that to a friend. Yeah. Like, it was a C plus. I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Which does, doesn't really make sense. And you're like, you know, <laughs> it's sort of got a passing grade. So yeah, <laughs> definitely you should watch it and be like, oh, all right.
0: Yeah. Right. I guess it also comes down to like rewatchability. Is that something I want to see again? Is this something that took me somewhere? Like we just shot, saw The Shape of Water. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it?
1: I haven't. It's on HBO right now. It streaming. is. streaming. So yeah, I haven't. I've seen it, but I haven't clicked it yet.
0: It is beautiful. Sorry, we're not talking about sandwiches. Uh, it is. It is beautiful. It is. There are many stories in it that are gorgeous, and it is visually stunning. And uh, it I, sounds like a
1: solid C plus.
0: It's so, it was. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a B Yeah, It is C plus B minus. <laughs> it's good. It's beautiful. I don't know if I ever need to see it again. It was, but Isn't it that was true lovely. of most movies, though? Oh, like... See, I some have so much rewatchability for me that I'm... oh
1: well, yeah, no, there you have your sick day movies, right? Mm-hmm. That you like. I can put this on and I can watch it all the way through it. But there's plenty of movies that I love that I don't want to watch again. Oh, really? I had a great time. Of course, oh. now you're gonna look to me for examples, and I no, can't think of. Don't one. worry about it. That's but, not
0: why we're here. I'm
1: like, I know there are ones that I've seen where I was like, that was amazing, but now the. Like surprise or whatever that made it really interesting. I already know, so it's just not as interesting.
0: Gravity would be one that I enjoyed in the theaters mm. immensely, but I don't think would hold the same intensity being in right. like a home because I don't it think was, I do that was because you need to be around and feel like you're in space. Have you
1: seen The Others with Nicole Kidman?
0: Yes. I don't know that I'd watch that a second time. It's still good. Is it? Actually, because you know the things that you know. and Well, then again, I'm a nerd. This is how I'm a nerd. <laughs> I like to break down everything that I like into, why do I like that? <laughs> oh, because this, because of that. And especially comedy. Gosh, watch comedy with me and we'll... I'll ruin everything for you, <laughs> or maybe make you like it more because you're thinking about it too much.
1: You're like that joke worked because you know, like we had a straight man setting it up, which heightened everything that was going on and made it look more ridiculous and entertaining.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember this part of the movie when he makes this reference, and now it's three hours later, and we're paying it off, and it's so satisfying to watch the arc of the, yeah. So, anyway. If you could tell
1: me why I laugh so hysterically in Dumb and Dumber when <laughs> Jim Carrey and they're coming into that party with their like crazy colored tuxedos, uh-huh. and uh, like uh, Jim Carrey turns and grabs his cane and just whacks Jeff Daniels in the back of the leg <laughs> and like he goes and falls down. Or maybe it's the other way around. I'm not sure. But like for some reason, that. Comedy right there that gets me every single time. I just die <laughs> laughing. I don't know how
0: to break down Dumb and Dumber. It's
1: like what? it's like the overload. It's like the shotgun of comedy. It Just kind of shoots it everywhere.
0: <laughs> was it a was it motivated? Did he want to look better than him for some reason?
1: Yeah, they were uh, competing you know.
0: for that woman, right? I can't I think, honestly. Well, I yeah, because I they were it. walking
1: into the party, so mm-hmm. trying to look fancy in their you know, they both thought they looked great, but they're, like, kind of messing with each other to, like, oh, make the other person look bad. uncomfortable, I suppose, or something like that. So it was,
0: you yeah, one, know, one
1: kind of messes with the hat of the other person, and the other one just grabs a cane and
0: Hits whacks him. him in
1: the back of the leg, and he goes down, and yeah.
0: Well, I would have to rewatch it to really – I I also realize I'm a, a snob in some things, and that, that's not my particular cup of tea. However, maybe the shock value – Maybe because it's not subtle. Everything else they did were maybe like small things to sabotage each other. Whereas there is zero subtlety about (laughs) being hit in the leg with a (laughs) cane. And then when it's Jim
1: Carrey's physical comedy, that's, you know. So good. Selling it really well.
0: Really great physical comedy.
1: So we're on the same page when like 30 Rock and stuff like that. Oh, hell
0: yeah. I know that we have a lot of comedy kindred spirits. 30 Rock and um, Better Off Ted. Oh, yeah. You like to watch that one too. Did you watch uh, um, Raising Hope? You watch that one? No, I haven't watched that. I'd give that one a watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's on I think it's on Netflix. It is Yeah, I think I've seen it on there. It's lovely, and the cast is amazing. And Cloris Leachman is on it. And she's a masterpiece. Talk (laughs) about perfect comedy, just she's wonderful. And then there's a little baby in it. Yeah, that's good. First three yeah. episodes, muscle through, and then, then it picks up and gets real nice. Yeah. So, sorry. We got away from it. but rest. That's the whole purpose of this yeah. podcast. No. Exactly. <laughs> I love breaking down comedy.
1: It's always fun, too.
0: It is. Oh, it That's sense. where, like, I give
1: examples of, like, in, I use 30 Rock for an example when I'm trying to talk about the obvious what comes next that we mm. use in, like, improv. Because mm-hmm. my f- favorite line of 30 Rock ever is when Kenneth comes into, Uh, comes into the hallway holding the uh Liz's gym bag, and like the story that he tells of like, oh, Miss Lemon, the NBC, uh, the NBC gym sent your gym bag over, uh, because the smell was attracting mice, which was attracting bats, which was attracting bat hawks. Also, the gym is closed. (laughs) Like, I love that that like obvious part at the end. Like, here's all these weird things that are building on each. Oh yeah, and and the gym is is closed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what comes next? That's exactly what comes next. Oh, Kenneth Parcell. um, If you watch Great News, have you seen Great News? I haven't, no. Uh, I would watch that also. I think it's by the same team of writers as 30 Rock. I haven't dug into it, but it screams Tina Fey. It absolutely sounds like 30 Rock. Dare I say it, it's even faster. and has more faceted jokes. Oh, wow. Because I like a joke that goes... Uh, so the regular joke, ha situational, character-driven, what have you. And then whoop, just underneath, we cut in with a quick <laughs> a quick joke. That one's really good. I don't know where that's existing in the world because we want to have cable. Yeah. So uh, I think it must be on a network because it's clean and it's not too weird, but it's, and it's really funny and good social <laughs> commentary as well. Yeah. Great news. And Tina Fey is in the second season a little bit. Yeah. So.
1: All right. Yeah, recommend I will it. give that one a shot. Yeah. That and Raising Hope.
0: Raising hope is so sweet. It's mm. a heart warmer. Sandwiches. We're back to sandwiches. <laughs> okay. So how do you feel about sauces and spreads? And do you like a fancy sandwich? Can a sandwich go too far? Can it have too much going on? Uh, I I
1: don't think so. Oh, like, really? Okay. The, the only way that a sandwich can... it's like eatability is kind of important mm-hmm. i mean that that happens like not to delve into burgers too much but we can, i mean we can dabble in burgers yeah, I, I don't want to go too far like let's let's save jill that for jill you. yeah i know Jill's... jill will cut yeah <laughs> But, like, you can't pile, like, you know, you see these, like, pictures of artisan burgers that they make at different places. And many of them are amazing and delicious. But you start piling ingredients on on top of it until you, like, basically can't take a bite of it anymore. It kind of ruins the experience of eating it. Like, the Mm -hmm. whole point of a sandwich versus something in a bowl that you need utensils for is that you can eat it on the go. You can eat it easily. You can pack it and take it out and eat it. And, like, having... I don't know, having it having too much stuff on there just means it's going to fall all over the place. Yeah. And that's that kind of ruins it for me. Like I I like a lot of different things on sandwiches. Like even I've had prime rib dips where they have cheese and caramelized onions and uh, sautéed mushrooms and arugula and all that stuff, but not in huge quantities. Mm-hmm. So you can still take a bite of the sandwich and then it's still OK.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, I'm I'm OK with plenty of ingredients.
0: I love arugula on stuff. I don't care for it in salads particularly, but it's nice as a sandwich because you have all that savory and all that fat and all that yummy thing. And then that bright, crisp, um, bitterness that comes through.
1: Cheese makes a sandwich for the most part. Like you can, any kind of, uh, especially if it's a hot sandwich, like Mm -hmm. you need melted cheese on a sandwich. That's important. There's the Um, one of my favorite sandwiches is the, uh, down another uh, place in Renton. A lot of these places are going to be based in Renton because that's where I spent a lot of my years. Uh, there's a, a pub called the Whistle Stop Mm -hmm. and they have like a bunch of different like train station themed named sandwiches and burgers. I'm on board. Ah, a hundred percent, but no, really I'm on
0: board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they, they have one called the Renton Depot. That has um, I almost wrote down what they were to bring it so I could remember today, but basically it's like uh, melted Havarti and artichoke hearts. Like, and they're you know the artichokes are like within the cheese because there's so much freaking cheese on the thing that yeah it's and uh, pesto and all Uh. kinds and it's yeah there's no meat on it whatsoever it's just cheese and sauce and it sounds like artichoke
0: dip but they just yep. made it into yep. a sandwich. Put it on
1: two pieces of bread and, y- yeah, and so- call it a sandwich, which you can do with most things. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, just drop whatever you want in that thing and just slap it, and there you go. I got, got my sandwich. I do that with leftovers all the time. That's, yeah. or uh, actually, I literally did this today at... Uh, because it's holiday time currently, not mm-hmm. to time warp depending on when this is coming out. but Probably um, after the holidays. Yeah, a little, yeah probably. <laughs> um, so we're, they're having like a potluck at work, mm-hmm. and it's a huge spread of stuff. And so I walk in the room, and I'm looking at what's out there, and I go towards the end, and there's a like a, a ham that's thinly sliced, and there's a bunch of thin slices sitting there. So my first instinct is to turn back to where I've already been, and look at what ingredients do they have <laughs> to turn this into a ham sandwich. Yeah. And, I mean, I've done... Unfortunately, they didn't have anything. <laughs> they uh. had... Everything was all pre-made, and I can't take two meatballs and put a ham in the middle of it and call it a sandwich. Mm-mm. That Mm-mm. doesn't quite work. Only on the Tracy Jordan meat machine.
0: it's The juice grease. Meat is
1: the new bread. <laughs> uh, but, like, I've, I do it with leftovers from holidays, usually. Like, uh, my mother-in-law... Uh, makes a ham um, sometimes for Christmas, usually, and so we get to bring some ham home, and then ham that feels weird to Take say ham, ham home. home. Gotta get some <laughs> ham home.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she do- gets those uh, Ho- King's Hawaiian rolls. Can I we have those
0: on my brain. I'm like, I have a King's Hawaiian roll situation uh, going on up here. Yep. Yeah,
1: King's Hawaiian roll, slice it in half, put a whatever amount of ham that you want to sit on that mm-hmm. thing. Get a little bit of Tillamook cheddar. Oh, Uh, uh, the most important thing to a hot ham sandwich is, in in my opinion, is mustard. You got to have mustard. Okay. A little bit of mayonnaise if you're in the mood, but you don't have to because the cheese is going to melt when you either Mm -hmm. ideally put it in the oven and broil it. Mm -hmm. But if you're crunched for time, put it in the microwave. That's fine. Like 20 seconds. And uh, yeah, you've got like little ham sliders with leftovers, and oh man. That's yeah, I'll That's I'll take awesome. whatever leftovers I've got and try to make a sandwich out <laughs> of it. Because why why is everything better in sandwich form? I don't I don't get it.
0: I th- I don't know. I uh, wish
1: I could explain I live my life this way. It's my credo, but I I can't explain why it is. Like I can take uh, the I le- I learned from I think it was probably on Thirty Rock too, was mm-hmm. where you take the bottom of the cupcake and you pinch <gasps> it off and put it on the top. Yes. And make a cupcake sandwich.
0: I did that at a wedding. Everyone's like, "What happened? How did you do that? How did you know to do that?" I'm like, Liz Lemon friggin' taught me.
1: <laughs> life changing, absolutely life changing.
0: Um, I recommend if you don't want to heat your sandwich, doing the king's, uh, so the Hawaiian roll with the ham with a little bit of butter on mm. top. So it's almost like one of those fancy French sandwiches with that have just the butter Ooh. and the ham and the bread. I recommend giving that a whirl if you're ever hmm. it's more simple, it's more basic yeah. uh but and that's best cold than hot, yeah, uh, when I lived in Orlando, my therapist there, yes, I go to therapy, jealous <laughs> uh uh, she taught herself to like sandwiches. I'm not what? sure I'm not sure how <laughs> it came up exactly, but she said, yeah, I just I don't like them and because I like literally all food, I didn't understand. I said, "Well, does it matter that you don't like sandwiches? Ultimately, does it really matter?" She said, "Kind of. She's like, if you want to be polite and make sure that, it, or you want to be flexible, or you're for convenience' sake, it's hmm. there everywhere—from gas stations to restaurants to cafes." She said, "Just for a lot of reasons, I trained myself to like sandwiches. <laughs> I, I just thought that was amazing. It stuck with me all these years. Yeah." yeah. <laughs>
1: Did she say what steps that she took to train herself to like sandwiches?
0: I don't, I don't remember that part. I think she just maybe like Mary Alice in the salad, just yeah, um, just
1: keep going at it until just, it happens.
0: Yeah, just yeah, well, that's she-
1: what I did with uh, Fernet Branca. <gasps> yeah, I was I. This was before it became like the most common thing in the area. It was early on, and there's a show called Three Sheets that's uh, a comedian Zane Lamprey goes around the world and like tries uh, cut like local drinks oh, and drinking okay. culture and tries the local hangover cure and all that kind of stuff Ugh. in different countries. And uh, one of them, and so my uh, one of my friends, her older brother uh, worked on that show. Oh, as, cool. Like in as a producer, I'm not sure specifically what he did, but so he'd travel with the show. And he was posting some stuff on Facebook or whatever about his trip to Argentina Mm -hmm. and when they tried Fernet. And he was talking about the local thing to have there is Fernet E-Coke. And that's just their thing. And it's because Fernet is a digestive. And in Argentina, the thing to do is they all – everyone goes out at 11 p.m. and eats a steak dinner.
0: And all that red wine. Yeah.
1: And, like, so how are you going to get your stomach to process this? Well, digestive. Like, everyone drinks – Fernet, and so his his challenge on it was to give it the 10 drink test
0: okay which
1: was like you're not gonna like it when you first drink it you're mm-hmm. just not mm-hmm. but try it 10 times and by the 10 time 10th time you're gonna be hooked and i tried it and yeah I, i'd agree my wife says it tastes like a fabric band-aid <laughs> um <laughs> Which is not far from the truth.
0: Oh, God, I love Michelle. God, she's so great. She's so good. I love your wife. I never did get her to like Fernet, but
1: she she understands, I think, maybe why I like it. But yeah, it only took me like, uh, honestly, the second one. I had them with Coke. I didn't drink it straight mm-hmm. for the first bit. And yeah, Fernet and Coke, like the second one, I was like, actually, I, I kind of enjoy this. And then it grew on me and grew on me. And yeah, I I moved to Scotch now. But. <laughs> Like, I, I enjoy it, especially if my stomach hurts after I like have eaten too much sure. or whatever, like in the evening, it's kind of nice to drink. Like it makes me feel better and it has a little bit of mint to it. So like you that, know, that
0: menthol sort mm. of uh, we actually just made a truffle with it at the shop. So really? uh, it's still in the kitchen. But by the time this airs, uh, we will probably have it. I will set some aside for you if you'd like some.
1: Yes, please. Fern-
0: bronca um and in the kitchen i love working in the kitchen because i get to like lick the spoon after we're done with the spoon <laughs> and it's going to be washed but also we get to try the ingredients that aaron's working with and so he's like here try this it's fernet bronca it is 9 30 in the morning i take a sip and i'm like oh, oh, why did you give this to me oh then i and I never want to hurt anyone's feelings, especially the chocolatier who clearly knows his <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. he's he knows what he's doing. But I have never. So, OK, so maybe but it did help my tum-tum because in general, mm. my morning tum-tum is a bum. Mm. Bummer, bummer tum-tum. Um, so I'm like, OK, that did. And it made me think of grandma's cigarettes because my grandma oh. smoked menthols. Oh. So <laughs> it made me think of it made me think of like rancid coca-cola with grandma's cigarettes
1: you're not far off you're not yeah. too far it's got like 60 herbs and spices in yeah. it, and it. i i feel like i used to think it's prune based and then i found out that it's not mm. but now i i really don't remember but yeah it certainly could be don't if you want someone to try it like tell them not to smell it first because it does not
0: smell good it yeah the truffle delicious Oh I'll bet. It brings uh that that herbaceousness comes in as with the truffle, which adds a, a lovely, lovely um uh experience, but solo first thing in the morning. Mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm. Yeah,
1: speaking of mornings, I guess uh, we could talk about breakfast Breakfast sandwiches. Breakfast
0: sandwiches! That was one I thought I was,
1: like, brainstorming, like, earlier today about, like, okay, I got to make sure I think through some sandwiches before we go. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, breakfast sandwich. I Like, there are so many different sandwiches that I like. And then I just, like, I completely forgot about breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. They're... yeah, it, you don't need a lot with a breakfast sandwich. You like don't. I'm, I'm personally not a fan of sausage on a breakfast sandwich. Really? I know many people are and swear by it. I'm much more of a bacon person.
0: Well, the sausage does tend to overpower everything else that's involved. Yeah. So like a sausage and a biscuit, like sausage biscuit sort of sandwich is really good. I mean, I, I like everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a fair point. Because that's I'm also imagining like a patty, right? So that's going to be right, a, a yeah. hearty slice.
1: Well, yeah, if you take like an actual link sausage and cut it in half and put it on,
0: hmm.
1: um, put it on a bun, that could be a different experience. I'm used hmm. to I'm, I guess my initial thought through breakfast sandwiches because this is America goes to McDonald's. Sure, yeah. <laughs> as I think through the options, of course, my mom makes a an quote unquote egg sandwich uh that she makes when i'm over there and it's a quick oh i'm just making breakfast and whatever what do you want and love the egg sandwich because it's just a like two pieces of toast puts a little bit of mustard on them a fried egg uh and some cheese and that's it nice and that's that's all i really need
0: i like to throw a little avocado
1: oh if i have it in the house yeah absolutely i'll put avocado on literally anything, anything anything
0: it's like a butter tree it's tree butter. And that's how I've been trying to get Patrick to try it. I'm like, no, really. It's just butter. That's green.
1: Um, love flaky biscuits, though. That's, if you go, if I go to... Uh, if Michelle and I travel to any city anywhere, mm-hmm. and I'm a breakfast person and she's not really, um, I literally get into Google Maps and I type the word biscuit. And I go to <laughs> wherever the closest place... Yeah, and... It does not fail. It has never failed. Okay. Like we, I think we did it in Canada. I know we did it in Portland. Mm-hmm. And that was like, well, duh. Yeah, I'm sure Portland's going to have a, yeah, it was like, uh, I did it in Spokane at Biscuit Wizard, I think it's called. Excellent. And yeah, so good. She was able to get uh, biscuits and gravy. I got my sandwich thing. Nice.
0: Um,
1: the one that I got in Portland, I wish I could remember the name of the place. Um, if you're in Portland, just type biscuit into <laughs> Google Maps and you'll probably find it but they had some fancy thing that had uh, sausage gravy and a piece of fried chicken and like oh it was it was so good I was I could have used some Fernet at that point after that meal but I had to try it and oh man it was so good Uh, but yeah never fails with the biscuit
0: there's have you been to buttered biscuit
1: I Um, don't know if I've been to that one
0: there's I guess there's a few of them When?
1: I've had Honest Biscuits.
0: Have you had Biscuit Bitch?
1: I think so. But I think I've only just had like a plain biscuit from there. Mm -hmm. I haven't had any like sandwiches or anything that they make.
0: They make some really good... I've never had their sandwiches, but I get their... I usually get the... Who is it? The messy hot bitch is usually <laughs> what I get. Uh, one of my f- favorite things in the world is I like all the hot food. I want to be on fire all of the time. Oh. I love spicy food. still has to taste good. Right. The heat can't overwhelm the flavor so much so that I can't taste it anymore. But when I ask for five-star or ten-star spicy, I, for- I mean it. I really, really mean yeah, just it. Just
1: attack my mouth now.
0: Just... Uh, because then your face gets red and sweaty and you're crying. You, you and
1: sniff your way through your entire meal. And the
0: server's like, are you okay? Is everything good? And I, yeah, it's perfect. And it's, I don't know what, I'm just that sort of masochist, I guess, where I just really think that's great.
1: When you asked if, uh, you asked me if there are too many, like if you can have too many yeah, things on a sandwich. Yeah. And that, uh, that makes me think of the, because one of the, my favorite not to jump to favorite sandwich places but we'll we're yes, all over the let's place let's go there because i'm kind of half going backwards to a question from like however many minutes ago <laughs> That's how and this forward works. looking yay <laughs> no let's talk about our the favorite sandwich places <laughs> um so uh the place which i tried to get a sandwich for you tonight was from galliano's mm-hmm. which they have a couple places in Tuckwilla and SeaTac. And uh, they have a sandwich called the Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has, I wrote it down because I knew I would forget because it's such a ridiculous list. Um, Crispy fried shrimp, applewood smoked bacon, aged smoky cheddar, sweet pickles, tomatoes, coleslaw, and jalapenos. Ooh,
0: fresh or pickled jalapenos, do you remember?
1: Uh, Doesn't say. Doesn't say. I'm not sure. Usually
0: they're pickled. If they're fresh,
1: God, I love a fresh jalapeno. Man, I do. I enjoy fresh jalapenos on most things. But it just seemed like shrimp, bacon, pickles, and jalapenos. And like, slaw. Don't... Yeah, and <laughs> slaw, which I'm sure is to offset the heat of the jalapenos maybe. It's almost like a po'boy, boy. Like, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And I guess uh, coleslaw and shrimp because you usually end up some sort of cabbagey stuff with a fish taco oh yeah um so like some of it makes sense but yeah. it just seemed like the most ridiculous list of things so i had to try it mm-hmm. at some point and it was amazing
0: it sounds and, great
1: yeah it's i i was not sold by looking at it <laughs> i was like someone <laughs> told me like gotta get the peacemaker it's so good and yeah i it was interesting so they don't sell it at the tuck one anymore so i was hopeful that they would have it at SeaTac, but i walked up and they were closed <laughs> early for some reason Aww. which doesn't make a lot of sense but A lot of my favorite sandwiches are from that place because their Tukwila one is right by where I work. So it's a convenient one. Their meatball subs are amazing. I love a good meatball sub, which I didn't used to because my only example of a meatball sub was from Subway. No.
0: Yeah.
1: No, that's not (laughs) where good meatballs come from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where where I used to do uh, improv in Florida at SAC, uh, I would always go to Pita Pit. Which is love sort of Pit.
1: Dude, I love Pita Pit. Dude, is
0: there a Pita Pit anywhere around here? Uh,
1: they're putting. They had one in South Center. It went away. No. But they're putting one in. It's not super close to here. It's in Kent.
0: I don't care.
1: Yeah, they're they're <laughs> putting one in. It's literally under construction right now. And there's uh, there was one up in U District for. And it may still be there off University Avenue. <sighs> I th- at least it may not be there anymore. Anyway, this I'm I'll remembering to, years and years ago. I'll
0: have to I'll have to look.
1: The first time I had one was on like a visit over to Pullman at WSU and I was introduced to it and I was like, why, why is everyone not eating pitas all the time? This is ridiculous. This
0: is, (laughs) it's the best. That's where I would get. So I would always get that. And then a lot of the other cast would go to Jimmy John's. There was a pizza place next door, but no, pita pit is dope.
1: Yeah. I'm, Um, I'm all over that. And pitas absolutely, if we're talking about what counts as a sandwich, Pita, that's a sandwich.
0: Well, while you were talking about why you like sandwiches so much, it made me think of burritos because I love burritos for mm. a lot of the same reasons. You can put it all in there. You hold it. It's all cozied in there, but that's, that doesn't cut it as a sandwich. I was wondering if maybe what a quesadilla almost, those are so flat. Oof. So I guess those probably don't count as sandwiches. Oh, a Cuban mm. sandwich. Um, I have,
1: I am so curious about Cuban sandwiches. I have no experience you have no with experience? Cubans at all.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, let's make that a challenge for ourselves. Let's find ourselves. If you know where a good Cuban sandwich is in this here state of Washington, I feel like we're, we're willing to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing there's a lot of good ones in Seattle. So
1: I'm, I wonder if Tats does one.
0: Tats as in tattoo? Uh,
1: no, uh, Tats Delicatessen. It's in Pioneer Square area.
0: Oh, that's it's where like, I work. Oh, yeah.
1: It's you. If you have not been to Tats for a sandwich, uh, I, I highly recommend it. I've only been like twice because I don't venture into downtown when mm-hmm. they're open usually. But uh, yeah, the Tats Delicatessen is very famous. Uh, like Philly cheesesteaks, there are really good. Like oh. they have a they have a pretty significant menu. So I, you yeah, give it a shot. Oh, uh, Paseo is a sandwich shop. In same in same, Pioneer Square area, okay. I don't. I feel like they might have shut down recently. Uh, I, I read an article about it, but I don't know if they just shut down a little bit and then like the kitchen people put their money together and got it back up or oh, something. Or, I don't know. That's not the first time I've heard of that happen. Paseo
0: but. isn't familiar to me. Salumi just moved. Mm, maybe and, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Salumi, yeah, they moved. They were. Uh, it had the world's tiniest location and I worked just I'm very close to them, but because they, oh, what I love about them, they have enough stuff until they don't. And then we don't have <laughs> any more guys Bye, we're closed now. That's the dream to work, have a product that people want. They line up, they get it. And then you, when you run out, you just run out and that's mm. them's the brakes, kiddo. And that's Man. just how it is. Uh, I don't know why I love that style of running a business, <laughs> but I just kind of do because you do something, you do it well, bing, bang, boom, goodbye. Yeah. Um. But now they're, now they share the building. They took over Rain Shadow Meats. Uh, okay. If you I know who that is. I, uh, Rain Shadow Meats, they, they're a butcher shop and they were a sandwich shop, but they moved, which was utterly tragic for me personally, because I would do my online order, like, Finish my shift, grab the Sammy, go to the bus. Boom, perfect. Mm. But then, they closed. But now, now Salumi's there, so oh. hopefully. I think
1: you sent me a picture of a sandwich from. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Ranger, a picture of that because it was a dip. Ooh. It was a oh, dip nice. one.
0: I mm. they still have the butcher shop, but I don't think they. Um, I don't think they do Sammys anymore. Uh. It was a expensive sandwich too. I mean, nah. it was
1: good. Good sandwiches are going to cost you like. Fifteen bucks is yeah. pretty standard if it's a really good sandwich. Yeah. So that's that's is. how it goes.
0: That's that's just how it is. But salumi <laughs> is great. They have um, yeah. they do a lot of cured meat. Is their their jam? Mm. Okay. So they have all these. They had a a mole one that had had chocolateiness to it. That was really delicious. And um, <laughs> sorry,
1: I can't hear that without. I... <laughs> Please go.
0: <laughs> what chocolate sandwich? No. No, I. No.
1: You didn't just say chocolate anus.
0: <laughs> chocolate anus. Okay.
1: <laughs> Part. Oh, so, so what I thought, what I thought I heard, my brain registered as like. <laughs> like Like anise, you know, and so I was thinking it was like Uh, a logical, uh, like, you know, uh but you just said it quickly. And I was like, oh, that sounded like chocolate (laughs) anise. But she was probably talking about chocolate anise, which was still not what you were talking about. Still
0: not what I'm saying. Oh, nope. That's really, really funny. No, it has a chocolatiness.
1: Chocolatiness.
0: Now now I'm never going to be able to say that without thinking about chocolatiness. Good to know. (laughs) Rethink your tours at
1: work. No more chocolatiness.
0: All right. Rarely, actually, it's rarely a word I ever say, so it's fine. (laughs) Definitely one I'm going to avoid now.
1: (laughs) Don't want it to be misconstrued. (sighs)
0: <sighs> anyway, Salumi—they're good. Check them out. Uh, okay. I'm I'm preciously low on sandwich recommendations. Uh, is, like yeah. for
1: uh, for uh, so we haven't talked about peanut butter and jelly.
0: Okay, PB and J. Do you like crunchy, yep. smooth? Natural.
1: Uh, I'm all about crunchy. Mm-hmm. That's that's my style. Um, the only time I'll accept smooth. Uh, have you ever had? <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> Otherwise you'll slap it out of the person's hand. Don't
1: give me What is this, this garbage, good sir? <laughs> Remove this sandwich from my general vicinity.
0: Okay, so what is the parameter of a smooth <laughs> peanut butter that you'll accept?
1: Well, the the only time I've had a smooth peanut butter PBJ that I liked mm-hmm. was have you ever had an uncrustable? Yeah. Those are dope. Yes. Those are <laughs> so addict. And that's another important part of a PBJ is in my mind, I understand other people have different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, a PBJ is best on sponge bread yeah white like, wonder white bread. just garbage bread yeah like it's that's what it should taste like and that's... ultra
0: refined sugar N- yep, flour yeah it should be bleached.
1: pure chemicals there's nothing natural <laughs> about it whatsoever like <laughs> that is what i imagine a pbj to be like mm-hmm. like it should be just squish in your mouth so that you're almost just eating the peanut butter and jelly and the rest is just light sponge yeah. And that's what the uncrustable <laughs> is. Like they took the crust off of the crappy white bread and just uh-huh. gave you the puff. And oh man, those are those are trouble. Like and they sell them at Costco too, which is like, oh I can't I can't it's like a sixty pack. I'm like, yeah, I can't I can't do that.
0: Those are all over Disney. Um uh Disney has a bunch of uh, food plans for families mm-hmm. and when with one of the kids' plans Basically, every parent at the end of their vacation, if they haven't used up all their food, they're just armloads of, of Uncrustables. <laughs> just all of them, because everyone in the family likes it. They yeah. keep. They're in a bag. No one's going to cry about it, probably. So, yeah, Uncr- Uncr- Uncrustables are one of the great things that unify this beautiful nation, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I agree
1: wholeheartedly. Those smuckers people know what's going on.
0: Yeah. I I don't know when it happened, but I start started really enjoying. I call it rocks and twig bread, you know, <laughs> like the kind that has like <laughs> yeah. seeds and nuts, and you, it really like, tastes mm, like you're eating a little bit of rocks like and twigs in Dave's there. Dave's killer bread. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, Dave's killer bread. I can't remember which one it is, but I'm, yeah, I always tell Patrick, I'm like it's one with seeds on it, and it <laughs> says seeds or whatever, um, and that with a crunchy peanut butter, and then with um, jam or jelly i like what's the one where it's chunky not jelly's fine preserves
1: uh jam Jam? can be
0: i like Uh, seeds apparently i just i want texture i just want Mm. i want all the texture in the world
1: and my mom gives us like a seedless something every once in a while, but she does like forty different kinds of jam when she does jam.
0: What but yeah. your mom makes forty jam? is an
1: exaggeration, but yes, by oh yeah, my mom makes that's I've I don't remember the last time I bought a jar of jam. What? Like, yeah, they're
0: You are hashtag blessed.
1: Strawberry, uh raspberry, uh apricot. Um oh, like a rhubarb. Um yeah, Dude. I can't think of any of the other ones, but yeah, they're
0: Solid. Has she always canned?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We had, we had, uh, growing up, it was like you'd have your whatever the main casserole was, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you eat, and uh, some sort of vegetable, whether it's broccoli or whatever, mm-hmm. and then a little dish of either like canned pears, uh, maybe with little shreds of cheddar cheese on top of it, if you're lucky. Oh. Um, yeah. Which I, most other people are like, why are you putting cheese on pears? It's cheese and pears. I mean, cheese and
0: pears go well. I've had it, pears fresh. go with a cheese
1: plate. Yeah, but like fresh pears
0: that, and cheese. I get. I've never yeah. had canned pears and cheese.
1: Yeah, it it gives it a nice flavor, mm-hmm. and then yeah, peaches or uh, canned cherries or something like that. So I had you know canned stuff for uh, fruit as part of a meal for years.
0: Yeah. Well, no wonder yeah. your mom was like, "Make your own damn lunch," because she made everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've prepared
1: every ingredient every you ingredient could possibly is want. Here. Figure it out yourself.
0: You put it together, honey. Yeah. <laughs> for her. <laughs> yep. Hoagies. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that so loudly. Did I spike the system? No, I didn't. Well, kind of a <laughs> little bit. You can see where I yelled. Oh, there was Hogies. one in there somewhere. Um. <laughs> so I'm from Pennsylvania, and oh, you mentioned Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. So apparently, I'm a charlatan in Phil in Pennsylvania because I didn't realize the real Philly cheesesteak <laughs> is cheese whiz and mm-hmm. meat and maybe no, not even any onions. I like cheese Whiz fine. It's great. But I'm in the Provolone camp. Nice. Um, So I've had a couple of Philly cheesesteaks out here. It mostly, once again, comes down to the bread. Like the bread... I don't know what yins are doing out here that's so fancy with your bread. (laughs) But it's just too fancy because you can get yourself a hoagie in any place. Sheets um, is a... (laughs) a wawa this means nothing if you're not <laughs> like, from pennsylvania you,
1: did you change into a child all of a sudden and <laughs> no. just start speaking baby talk <laughs> sheets <Go>. and wawa
0: <laughs> no like, it's real these are real places <laughs> they're they're uh not grocery stores not they're convenience stores with gas stations okay yeah. but like a 7-eleven but yeah better but better Uh, Wawa sheets used to be my favorite, but now I'm in Wawa camp. I'm, I'm sorry. My my sheets buddies, um, too much salt and, Oh, Wawa. Great. If you can get yourself a Wawa sandwich, I mean, it's a gas station sandwich, so it's not going to have everything you need, but there was one right across the street from one of the theaters where I worked. So I would, Mm. that was sort of my. I in. I had two shows and I'm tired and I just want something to hug me from the inside. And <laughs> Wawa was it. Um, but yeah, we call it hoagies. Um, and no one knows what a hoagie is out here.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I I looked into that as well because I was uh, – every once in a while you'll see something on a menu that they call a grinder.
0: Yeah, grinder is also it's an East Coast like, deal
1: All of them are – I mean, there might be different ways of preparing them, but really it's just like a sub-sandwich, like the sh- the it's a general submarine. shape of the sandwich. Yeah, it's a submarine sandwich, uh, a a grinder. A lot of places just call a po' boy a like Oh, my God, that's why called grinder
0: because it's <laughs> – because because it's, 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 no it's way! A, because it's a phallic shape. Are we just putting this together now? Oh no! Grinder, that is that is the 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 gay dating site, right? <laughs> Tinder is a, is t- yeah, is for yeah, everybody, yeah, but but, but Grinder is is focused for our gay yeah, friends,
1: on like... Uh, phallic shaped breads that's wow i mean also
0: the act of grinding i guess we're getting too into it now (laughs)
1: we might be going a little too (laughs)
0: but but i if you said grinder just as you thought i said chocolate anus (laughs) like that connected a dot that i hadn't previously thought about Hmm. okay anyway so yes they're ultimately all submarine long bread
1: yeah yeah and a grinder is a like new england term yeah i believe
0: believe. you know i actually was looking stuff up (laughs) before you because i'm like how can i explain what a hoagie is is it weird
1: oh yeah and a hero
0: and a hero sub not a not
1: a hero not a hero like literal like i
0: need a hero hero up in my mouth um ultimately what it breaks down to is that they're all pretty much the same they just have a different heritage
1: yeah they're just a sub sandwich from somewhere Yeah.
0: yeah just usually in my brain and in my heart they're a soft Soft bread, soft, fluffy, white, but rounded. It, it's sculpted. It holds its shape. Hmm. Not like a, a Wonder Bread PB&J sandwich. So it doesn't Do they typically entirely. cut out
1: the top in a triangle like they do at Subway?
0: No. No, oh. that's not a thing? No, that's not. No.
1: I know that's. I think that's what they do with when you get a lobster roll, which I've been dying to try, oh, and I've never done Oh, those are that. good. Yeah. I had
0: one in Provincetown, yes. Oh, really? Real I would good. assume
1: that they cut out the top. It like, was in a hot like dog
0: a... bun. Oh, really? Type deal at least where it was a walk up it wasn't a fancy restaurant it was um or a sit-down restaurant it was a walk up on the water but a lot of people were going there so i felt pretty confident about eating there yeah (laughs) because usually (laughs) this has a long line i'm fine (laughs) right surely if this caused people to get ill um it's anyway yeah that was real good yeah yeah i want to say it was on a hot dog bun but it wasn't a Mm. hot dog bun it was fancier than that
1: well, I would hope so. It's probably pretty expensive when it's lobster. It is. Yeah, yeah, I saw there was a lobster. There's a lobster place in Vegas. I walked by, and thought about getting a lobster roll because I've always wanted to try ah. it. And it was like twenty three dollars or something. And I'm like, for it's like, and it, they're not big mm-hmm. either. And I'm like, I no, I'm not going to do that.
0: Go to so. P Town. Go to the place on the water. It wasn't that much. It was maybe like nine bucks, and yeah. it was really it was so big I didn't even finish it. My friend Ashley had to finish it for me. Wow. I trained myself to like seafood. That was one of the things I tried to teach myself to like hmm. because I I felt like everyone, a lot of people like seafood, and that makes you fancy. So hmm.
1: eh. I don't know if it makes you fancy. There's plenty of cheap seafood. Out That's there. true. I do like, like the,
0: those fish sticks we mentioned. Big yep, fan. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Dip them in Miracle Whip, mm. <laughs> and you'll feel <laughs> you'll feel like the toast of the town.
0: <laughs> Oh, I can't remember the last I had a fish fish stick.
1: Oh, the only favorite uh, favorite sandwich that I have that I wrote down. Um, so there's, <clears throat> I know you're a big Publix fan. I so. am.
0: Yeah. I di- can't believe I didn't talk about it because <laughs> I love Publix. Do they have Sorry.
1: sandwiches there? Yes, like a good deli.
0: Really great deli. Really, so good. And the sandwiches that are already made. ask Jess Lancrone. We'll we'll no. talk about it. Oh, I know you you
1: guys won't stop talking about that. Sorry. It's
0: just, it's such a good (laughs) store and the sandwiches are really good. Anyway, continue. Uh,
1: The the equivalent around here, short of highly expensive, you know, some sort of hoity-toity ones is uh, QFC. Mm -hmm. Their deli makes a chicken salad that you get a chicken salad sandwich that is one of my absolute go-to favorites. Um, My mom used to get them at some point, and so I tried them and just became addicted. Um, It is just a fairly simple one that, again, same with the pizza bagels from earlier, Mm -hmm. um, that my wife has recreated and found a recipe for to make at home. And so we can have, uh, you got to have it on a croissant because uh, chicken salad on a croissant is amazing. Yes. Um, And so the chicken salad is basically, you know, chicken, mayonnaise, uh, uh, chopped celery to give it a little bit of crunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the important part that gives it the flavor is dill. um, Dill. That you mix into it. Gosh, I love dill. Uh, I think and there's uh red onions in there too for those that can participate Ooh. <clears throat> which you can leave out for people if they don't want it sometimes because awesome. red onions are stronger than than most, but I like I think that's great that with Havarti cheese and the uh all important tomato lettuce mm-hmm. um and yeah that's their their chicken salad sandwich is fantastic
0: noted sandwich there it is boom you've done it again. <laughs>
1: Everything can be made into a sandwich. Always. You you just have
0: to believe. Yeah.
1: Go get your breakfast. You get your scrambled eggs, your two pieces of toast, and your bacon. Why would you not put those together and eat it with your hands? I just... (laughs) People are crazy. I don't get it. Forks are for suckers. Make a sandwich.
0: (laughs) This all comes down to, turns out Dave doesn't have any utensils in this house. And (laughs) that's why
1: Our dishwasher broke 10 years ago. And I just decided, you know, I'm just going to figure this out. Yeah. Just, I'm the son of an engineer. I'm going to make it happen.
0: <laughs> just make everything a sandwich. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And Chad, oh, God, talking is hard. <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me about sandwiches today. Yes.
1: Thank you for having me. My I had a pleasure. wonderful time. Yay. Yeah.
0: Um, it's harder now because it's winter time, but I'd like to invite you to make musical arm farts. Oh.
1: I would love to. I have long sleeves that I have I, to pull
0: I also back. don't have... Because usually my instructions are get to like the, the bigger part of your arm. But if that's not accessible, you can still... <laughs> it's all on the loose embouchure.
1: Okay. In case don't I can't put, access any meat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> get to the meaty... I realize I say that every time I get to the meaty. Get,
1: get to the meaty part. <laughs> part For <of> your arm. <laughs> Gonna make a real good brap. <laughs> need to get to the meat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, it's terrible. You can do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I literally thought if I licked it, it would make it better. <laughs> and then it just hissed like it was angry at me.
0: Well, the the key, I think maybe I'll have a video. A key is just to get your whole mouth around it. <laughs> oh <laughs> wait that's go. that's how to,
1: we we needed a little instructional sheet next yeah, time that you should yeah. place and next it, to the microphone
0: and it's also something i spring on people and that it's weird <laughs> <laughs> you've heard the podcast i know i, before, I so knew it least... was coming
1: until we started talking and then i completely spaced <laughs> until it was like oh yeah it's musical our fart time <laughs> and then i licked myself
0: <laughs> that's how we end all of our interactions <laughs> Well, thank you so much Dave Johnson. Yay. Have a great day and happy sandwiching.
1: Yay, sandwiches for everyone.
0: <laughs> Yay. Ba 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 ba.